I've seen the scans. Okay, so how, how do we beat it? Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, haul at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors, CJK and Bayer. Let's get the neighbors. Hello. This is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast and we have a little chat about the most recent episodes of the Aussie Soap that just went to air. We are in the Pirate Net Studios in Melbourne. It is a very hot day. It's the law to talk about how hot the weather is because I think on the other side of the world, everyone's freezing. Yeah. Would you like an update from my temperature gauge? Yes, Kate. Uh, 36.5 as I was driving here. Yeah. Great. Which is also nothing compared to the 48 from the other week. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at that going, oh, barely raising a sweat. (laughs) I'm Vaya, by the way. I have the pod squad, Kate, who you just heard. Hi. CJ. Hello. And special guest friend of the show, back for another round, Cal Wilson. Hello. Who is, I had to quickly scramble to find the funniest, most uh, joyful person I know to come and help us because it's dire straits in Erinsborough. And it's Cal. That's you. And you've just written a kid's book that's been published. It's called George and the Great Bum Stampede. Mm-hmm. And I thought, if we are down in the dumps, bums will lift us up. <laughs> yeah, if, if you weren't here, it would just be three women crying. Well, so. you, you really dumped me in it, didn't you? Because like, I, I haven't caught up with neighbours recently. And then you and Vaya's like, we're going to do a deep dive on this. And I'm like, straight away, I mean, it's cancer, 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 yeah. cancer, 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 hot Shirtless guys, cancer, cancer, cancer. Like it was like, sorry, are they partners, those two? Hang on, like, hang on. you've glossed over the worst part of Wednesday's episode, which is Mark Brennan is becoming a cop again. Yeah, and that confused me as well. He popped into court. Yeah, he pops into court. because it, it was his New Year's resolution. He said, I'm going to, like my big goal for 2019 is to police again. <laughs> and he did it within the month. Yeah, January. He did it but also, what I liked was that his friend, his partner, the other hot guy, oh, his brother, his bro- oh, I can't, I can't Any, that changes things. Anyone who's the the, mo- the foremost telegenic people on the street belong to the same family, right? Okay, right. Because mm. I was like, they're clearly very comfortable with each other. They've gone for a jog with their shirts off, which you should never do just on the street, do it in a park. Oh, I don't mind. Sun smart, not yeah. under the whole of the ozone layer we live under. No, so so they've come back. His brother, I was calling him his partner. Uh, so his brother has dropped him off to court. He's found a park right outside court. He's dropped him off wearing a Hawaiian shirt and then he's literally gone in for five minutes, had his uh, career put back on track and popped out again. Like, people don't pop into court. The wheels of justice move. They've been oiled. They've had a grease and oil change and they are spinning round. (laughs) And then I like that he was like, I've just got to wait for a posting. And I think he might find one on Erinsborough. I just (laughs) had this feeling. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, the only time he's left Erinsborough is when he was in witness protection. And he had to go become a mechanic for a while. And now that's why we call him Detective Mechanic. Yeah. Because it's his, it's his fallback, being a mechanic. He, well, the is, police car breaks down. He's fine. Yeah, this is his, I think, fourth go round the police career. Uh, he, well, he, was, he started off as a detective. Mm. Then he came back from witness protection and he was just a uniformed cop. Yeah. And then he yeah. tampered with evidence. We are really getting sidetracked, though, because... Yes, yes. Yeah. So what... Because he went, oh, they said I tampered with evidence, but it's all right because I was sad. Do you know how he tampered with how, evidence? Did, did he eat it? It was almost. Almost. Oh. He could have afterwards. He he burnt the evidence on a barbecue. 
like an old style barbecue. Weber, you know, the, Weber. Oh yeah, and it was it was Sonia's shoes because Sonia was. Um, Sonia had some tough times, which we'll get to. Yeah, because she's never not having tough the, times. The the um because D not D came back. That was the last time we spoke, uh, and then Sonia was not happy then. And then he burnt his shoes. Is that how it goes? Oh, yeah. So Sonia was pregnant with his baby oh, at the time. Right. Oh, that's right. She donated her womb and that's egg. Right. And that's why he was sad because said baby died. Oh, oh well, that is yeah, sad. Miscarried. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is sad, but he, he needs to move on. You just shouldn't be burning evidence ever. <laughs> no, you should take leave. Yeah. Like instead of just going back to work and burning things. And doing work yeah. badly. Yeah. And also... The smell of burning shoes can't have been well, that, They were espadrille wedges, so they, they were probably kind of like bushfire maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, okay, well, let's leave him for a minute. But he's achieved his New Year's resolution. Well done, Mark. We can't all say the same. But the actor just got married and it was an Instagram festival, basically. It, it really was. Well, yes, it really it was. It really was a neighbour's wedding, basically. Yeah. Half the congregation were the, the cast. Yeah. Did he marry a neighbour? No, sadly. Imagine if he'd married the man who plays his brother. Well, the brother is married, was half of the couple that were the first Australian televised fictional gay wedding. Oh. Aaron and David, Aaron Brennan, uh, which was officiated by Magda Zhabansky. That's right, yes. And they've just announced that neighbours will have a float at Mardi Gras with Aaron and David. Oh, that's amazing. So it's all all happening. But that's not even the Marquis storyline, and we'll come back to it in a second. But it's hectic week. But firstly, Neighbours Council business. A couple more weeks you can vote for Neighbours in the Australian Podcast Awards in the popular vote category, australianpodcastawards.com. Just have a look. You'll find us. Give us a click. That'd be great. And uh, another item of council business is on the Facebook group, Neighbours Council. If you haven't joined, give us a click and I'll approve you if you answer a simple question and that is, where do you listen to podcasts? And Alex says, on journeys... I'm listening to Neighbours right now on an overnight bus from Penzance to London. What do we know about Penzance? Pirates. Pirates. Didn't know it was a real place. No, yeah, yeah, it's in Cornwall. It's down the, the, the left-hand point. A lot of bit. singing on that bus, I reckon. <laughs> like, just pirates yeah. singing. And, yeah, some um, jigs. A few jigs. Yep. yep. Uh, so that, th- that thrilled me. And, and this is one of my faves. Helen, where do you listen to podcasts? When I'm grooming my horses. Where else? Oh. Do you think Helen is a member of the royal family? That's that's the impression I get. I think Helen is like a minor royal, just somewhere on like the Windsor estate. I reckon Kate would love our pod. Kate, me? Uh, yeah, I, d- I don't mind it. It's all right. <laughs> the Duchess. Yeah. The Duchess. She'd smash some neighbours' apps. I don't reckon she'd have time. She's got three children, hasn't she? She does. But a lot of stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's true. It's true. I did overlook that. <laughs> okay. Now, we're going to talk about the story so far of the Rebecca torture porn that mm. is Neighbours. Just as a little bit of backstory for Cal here. So we had a storyline towards the end of the year where D, not D's actual mother, who was played by Carrie Armstrong, mm-hmm. this is Crazy Alice, she became Toadie and Sonia's nanny and then she started poisoning Sonia. So Sonia was going through a lot of health scares. And how did she poison Sonia, Kate? With unpoisoned shortbread. With a um, codeine. Codeine-laced poison sh- shortbread. Wow. And See, it, a certain amount of codeine and shortbread might not be too bad, well, surely, if you've yeah, got a lovely, headache. Yeah. Well, yeah. she was um, shaking it on like um, icing sugar oh, because wow. we'd all know that codeine would taste like icing sugar. <laughs> if you have ever let a tablet sit too long in your mouth, Ooh. you know how disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Sonny's just got a low standard for baking. Yes. Oh, but the best part, shortbread was supermarket bought shortbread it wasn't even like homemade oh. well she was buying it from harold's cafe on mass 
And no one was picking up on this, but yet everyone was eating her homemade shortbread because she'd go home and stick it in the oven and put the codeine all over it. But also, who puts icing sugar on shortbread? Like, that's not a traditional... The Greeks. Oh, okay, fair enough. I'll back away from my racist (laughs) statement. But... I reckon it's more a granulated sugar thing. If you're going to have, well, yeah, you're going to have, have like a yeah. large raw sugar yes. contingent. Well, the yeah. Greeks have um, good ambiades. However, it was not clear that Alice was doing a nod to that. <laughs> she, she was making it up on her own. Imagine how much more she could have really knocked her out if it was granulated sugar, because she could have used a whole lot of other different drugs. <laughs> and but, so Sonia's sober. Yep. So the little bit of codeine every day eventually. Well, yeah, it's yeah. from the, well, the homeopathic dosage she was getting. Yeah, just. So, Sonia started to crave it like it was the good stuff, and because Sonia's had a past of drug addiction and mm-hmm. alcohol addiction, and I think gambling. Like she, she did the it, whole trifecta. Well, yeah. She's part of everything's anonymous. Yeah. So, just that little bit sent her over the edge. Yeah, and and made her family think she had fallen off the wagon. Right, but she hadn't. And then then the the storyline came to its conclusion with Crazy Alice poisoning her with um weed killer wasn't it yeah it was pesticides for the garden that she got impatient waiting for the codeine to do whatever it was meant so to what, do did she go here drink this chai like what how did she would have been better what was the actual method Kate? um she poured it into her gardening gloves and got it got her to absorb <laughs> it through her hands and then and then got her to eat things that you eat with your fingers like tapas that is hilarious. She was like, you better get every last drop of your fingers. Oh, here, I've poured some pudding into these gloves. Why don't you? <laughs> uh, Alice, my, my hands are burning and they smell like pesticide. Mm. Oh, no, don't worry about that. <laughs> and what was incredible was then Alice left her for dead on the side of the road in the bush. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in Victoria. So grim. And I thought this would be an amazing moment to take out a main character. Oh, yeah. Because murder mystery, car- character missing in the bush. The missing in the bush trope is quite strong in Neighbours as yeah. well. We've had that at but least To time. have it actually go badly wrong yeah. would be... It would be incredible, especially true crime, missing persons, like yeah. so Piper could do a podcast about it. Because normally when someone dies, when they fall out of a air balloon, for instance, mm-hmm. into the bush, it's a minor character. Yeah. They never kill a main character. Yeah. I'm, I'm imagining a scenario kind of like the, um, that Star Wars scene where uh, Luke Skywalker is trapped in the snow cave and he has to crawl inside the body of a tauntaun to keep warm. I'm imagining like there's like a kangaroo roadkill on the side of the road and Sonia <laughs> crawls inside its pouch <laughs> to remain warm and they find they find her just one little foot sticking out or something. <laughs> well, she instead, like her guts got pretty burnt up by all the pesticides. Yeah, she, had some organ failure, didn't she? But she was, I guess, fine. Yeah. And then this was... Yeah, hang on, sorry. Did Crazy Alice get uh, brought to justice? No. She oh, no. She absconded. Then. She absconded? Yeah. Was it while, uh, while policeman mechanic wasn't on the job so they couldn't find her? Well, yeah, that, that's true. But also he's never yeah. actually done anything effective in his job. No, he wouldn't have found job. Uh, that woman looks like Crazy Alice. I bet it's not. Yeah. That's just TV's Carrie Armstrong. <laughs> I guess they are rebooting Sea Change. They're probably just filming sea change up the road. But she's run off to Tasmania because that's where fake D's been hanging out oh, yeah. in the mental hospital. Meanwhile, Toadie's raising her son as his own. Right. Because she's like, P.S. We, I knocked you up when I falsely seduced you. But in the middle of all of that, there was a siege. Like last time Neighbours podcasted, we spoke to the gunman of the siege, <laughs> Raymond Renshaw, Frank McGree. A.K.A. the WorkSafe poster man. Oh, yes, yes. So, like, two weeks since a siege, we're now discussing what's about to be Cancer Fest 2019. 
We haven't had a breather. What I like about um, popping back in, having not watched it for a while, is how resilient everyone is. Like the fact that there's no PTSD happening from the siege. I wouldn't have known there was a siege had you not brought it up. Like I forgot to the point where lovely Terage comes in. She's looking fabulous. Rebecca Omaloglu, hair dead straight, looking beautiful, wardrobes looking lovely. She spent a bit of time in front of the mirror. She's doing contouring. And then I'm like, what? what is everyone worried about her for? And then I remembered, oh, her arm's in a sling. She got shot two weeks ago. Oh, is that what happened to her? <laughs> I wondered because I thought maybe there'd been some kind of debacle when Sonia, like I was like, I for some reason decided that she had been injured in Sonia's incident. But No, Sonia was staring at her because she had cancer maybe a year ago. Right. Yeah, Tarage overcame cancer due to a... Um, a she, radical treatment that's not that radical. She basically had like a prima and everything was fine. Huh. Yeah. That's right. Was it some sort of immunotherapy? I yeah. can't remember. Which, but she went like to the hospital twice and then it was done. Yeah. 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 And then they were like, <laughs> oh, she's better. And then there was a list of people who've had cancer it's one of my on episode, the street. One of my episode highlights. Steph had cancer. She beat it twice. Okay. And Therese. And Lucas. Mm. You are going to be the same. Yep. I know I will. Like it was one of those moments where I would think that in real life you go, I think we have a class action suit on our hands. Like, Which is what Home and Away did like oh. 20 years ago. It was incredible, or maybe 10 years ago. It was amazing. They worked it into the show because they're like, our friends keep dying. Um, let's investigate. And they found and then, a cancer cluster in Summer Bay. And none of our rooms have a fourth wall in them. <laughs> Some of these guys with cameras. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but he actually, he left off that list. Um, Sarah Beaumont had cancer, didn't she? She went to Germany and Ger- the Germans fixed it. Which is oh, the, with George's mum. Yeah, with George's mum. Yeah, uh, Toadie's cousin's mother. They're all in Germany at this fancy hospital. And the ironic thing of this whole situation is that Erinsborough was going to get a cancer hospital, a cancer wing, but it all fell through. Because Izzy, how was Izzy linked she steal the money? She was married to a really rich guy. It was kind of like an Anna Nicole Smith and that old guy husband yep, who, yep. who died. And um, she was going to win back Carl's heart by donating you know, a heap of money to... The Carl Kennedy wing. Yeah, but then his, like, his daughter came back and like took the inheritance back off Izzy. So no cancer so no, hospital. But so now Sonia's going to die. Yeah. Bloody Izzy. And when that cancer hospital was on the works, was Sonia the mayor? Yes. Oh, oh, shit. Who in the writer's room mm. hates Sonia? Who is it? Someone has to hate her because... Because yeah. nobody's even mentioned going to the um, Peter McCallum Comprehensive Cancer Centre in, <laughs> in the centre of town. Here's the, Okay, here's a little sidebar we're going to do here. I know people that know Eve and historically, from what I gather, she's very been very happy on Neighbours, Eve Mori. It's been a secure job for her. She's now been... She's been on the show 10 years. Clearly, if you were going to go and try and be an actor on another production, you would have left by now or done a summer play or something. Mm. But she seems very secure and stable and happy there. However, this article came out and I can't bloody find it. It's disappeared off the internet. But there was an article in early Jan where someone was quoting a member of the Neighbours production staff and they said, now she'll get to spend more time with her family. And it wasn't... She's leaving to spend time with her family. It's And now she can hang out with her young children more. And now a lot of people on the internet are now saying, well, Eve's chosen to leave to be with her family. And I don't think that's the case. I think that's people assuming. And I'm not assuming anything until I hear Eve say, I elected to 
leave my secure job in an Australian showbiz industry that where Neighbours is the only thing that's in production all year round in Melbourne, it seems bizarre. I don't, I don't, I can't comprehend how that would happen. And I am eagerly anticipating an actual official statement from her. Um, I hate that so much. Yeah. Why, why does that always have to be the only other option for a working parent? Just spend time they, with your family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like why wouldn't she just go and get another job? Yeah, like yeah. actually I want to go do theatre or yeah. something. Mm. I, just, I can't stand my children. I'm looking for work. Yeah, <laughs> I just I, – I don't want to spend more yeah. time. <laughs> I want to go to England to do pantomimes. Yes. <laughs> there are some other people children I'd like to hang out with, but mine, not interested. <laughs> so do you think though, as a complete outsider uh, and trampler on of people that you love, that – She's too, like my um, impulse is always to go, okay, how likely is it that they'll kill her off because everyone loves her and she's been there for so long, so I think she's going to get better. Like, do you try and think ahead like that or do you just go? There's been too many leaks about her going. They were teasing that someone was going to die and then they revealed it like a week later. So here's why they revealed it. And normally Neighbours is not a spoiler podcast, Mm -hmm. but this is the point now where it's gushed out into the ether. So... What happened is the cast members were having a party in late November or something and Sharon Johal, who's quite prolific on the socials, Dippy Rebecca, posted an Insta story and everyone was huddled around Eve, Sonia, and Sharon had captioned it with, when it's your birthday, and all the fans were suddenly like, Eve's birthday's in June, whose party is this, what's it for? So... I saw fan accounts immediately call to arms, Sonia's leaving the show. And then a couple of weeks later they announced the cancer plot is looming. So it's not looking good for our girl. Yeah, unless unless it was her birthday and she's just had like an error on her birth certificate all this time. <laughs> yeah, they she just found so out Erinsborough yeah. Hospital, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Maybe she was um, into Lewis Carroll and she was uh, doing an unbirthday party. Yeah, totally. You get three hundred and sixty-four of those every year. <laughs> so yeah, so you're feeling like it's feeling inevitable that yes, or they've just figured out that there literally is nothing left that they can do to this woman. So, so, so death is the only, the only option. option. Or they do like a $6 million man kind of reboot of Sonia and she comes back and she's got like a, I don't know, an arm that's also a pencil sharpener. I've run out of ideas. <laughs> and, uh, I, I think I'm the only one who got the $6 million yeah. man, yeah. <laughs> he was great. He had like a punch as, as he punched. And, went <laughs> and so there was, he had two bionic legs and a bionic eye and maybe a bionic arm and then they did the bionic woman but she wasn't allowed to be as bionic as a bionic man. So I think she had like She's probably like one a five leg. million dollar woman. Yeah, she had one leg that went fast, I think. And Pay then, parody. And ear, you're totally, and an ear so she could hear well. But <laughs> not as, it's not, not quite as good as having an eye and two legs. But I bet he's not listening to her, is he? No. Yep, yep, yep. Were they married in real life or something? Maybe for a while. Farrah Fawcett and Lee Oh, no, it wasn't Farrah Fawcett. It was huh? Lindsay Wagner. Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. an elderly person. There we go. <laughs> but Farrah Fawcett was married to the yes. six. Yeah, six yeah. All right. She okay. was Farrah Fawcett Majors for a while because oh. of uh, Lee oh. Majors. Because mm, of, of misogyny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Misogyny, I think. Yes. <laughs> now, we've got a bit ass about face here because I don't know the rules. No, but there are no rules at the moment. I feel like the show's thrown them out. Mm. There's this moment where um, I feel like this is where the show changed forever and it was Friday night, Friday night's episode, Sonia was planting the friendship tree. So she's clearly planting her own memorial garden before, <laughs> like while she's still on yeah, this as, earth. As, as a sidebar here, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a plant fan. You are. Kate's plant rant is a <laughs> and it's staple gonna be, of And it's going to be show. another one. <laughs> 
Give me a home among the gum trees with lots of plum trees. Because she planted a callistamon, which is like a, a bottle brush. Oh, yes. Super common tree. It's a street tree in my neighbourhood. I've got two in my garden. They're, I had shit, one. they're yeah. shit trees, aren't they? They're not a special tree no, to plant, special. Even like an acacia or something is yes, a lovely yeah. kind of... Something that will grow up yeah. big and strong. So and are, we still in the, are we in the Banksia family here? No? Uh, it's a, no, it's a callistamon. Yeah. So it, it's, it's an what, Australian native. It's though. an Australian native and it's a bottle brush tree is the common name. So red ones, they're just, you see them everywhere. Yeah. They're not something you can sit under. Really? No, no. I think I think it's died. Right? Yeah. I think, yeah. And because the, the flowers are prickly. No, no, no. They're no, soft. Just okay. Yeah. But just yeah. You don't go. Oh, this is an exotic thing. You go. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, um, although, been... imagine if there was an Australian graffiti artist called Banksia. How good would that be? <laughs> and she'd be a woman too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. She'd be great. She would be painting bloody callistamons. Callistamon sounds like a lovely word. It, does. Well, it sounds like it yeah. sounds like something you would find on your lip. I reckon, like, oh, I've got a callistamon, or oh. one of the drugs on the shortbread. I think it tastes like lemon callistamon. Is it cheaper as a plant? Because yes. didn't she donate it... the plant? She's just being cheap yeah. from her own yeah. nursery. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's got all that nursery at her disposal. Actually, she's gone. Oh, sorry. I just remember. Didn't Erinsborough Council cancel cancel an order with her because that is a prime Council Street tree. Oh, so she's just getting rid of old yeah, yeah. stock. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, that bloody everything like, must go. Who else wants a friendship tree? It was thousands of trees though. Like, there's yeah. probably they're probably all maybe this maybe yeah. you just haven't seen all the other friendship trees. Yeah, there's she's one planted. in West Waratah. There's one in Eden Hills. <laughs> there's one in Anson's Corner. But here's the moment where the show changed forever. I found she's planting the friendship tree. She gets some tummy pain. She collapses, and we have this like duk 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 like close up on her eyeballs. And I just feel like that sound cue was the moment that the show shifted the tone shifted and we yeah. weren't going to be the same i i think that you really don't need to worry and that the doctor said it was going to take some time for me to feel 100 percent. okay well after this we are going to go get something to eat because don't think i didn't notice you skipping breakfast this morning because then she goes to the hospital and they spot a cyst on her ovary and sent her swiftly in for a laparoscopy. When, when I heard that, I thought, oh, she's got polycystic ovarian syndrome. I don't think you die from that. Yeah. Anyway, it got worse from that point, didn't it? Um, I, I've had a cyst burst from the same thing. And it was so painful, I went to emergency. So, like, I thought this was all quite realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then she kept talking about how she wanted to have a baby. Oh, no. Oh. And, oh. They, and they didn't need to have that chat there because they've kind of resolved... Like, they were going to have a baby, then they inherited Hugo Mm -hmm. from the affair. Yeah, so they were kind of like, well, let's table this chat for a bit. But now they're like, we need to make this cancer story even sadder. Let's have her discuss having another child right in the middle of this. Yep. I don't know about you guys, but I, I, well, I'm at home, but I turn on Neighbours for a bit of um, escapism. Yeah. Yeah. I don't turn it on to see a woman around my age with young children die a really grim death. No. Yeah, and they're not just it's not just a light smattering of grim death, is it? Like they're really going in Com- comprehensively comprehensive. killing her. Mm. Which we'll get to in just a moment. The other thing I have issue with on that point is that it's not Grey's Anatomy. It's not The Handmaid's Tale. It's a soap opera. It's it's meant to be high camp. It's and everything I've read from the cast are saying, Oh, we're really being authentic. We're, we're not, really We're not here for authentic. No. I have to say that like watching Wednesday night's episode, like it was Great performances from mm. um, Sonia and Toadfish. Like I was like, geez, mm. like I was like, <clears throat> like they're yeah. doing a really good job. But it's, 
don't sell it like you're just getting the actors to stretch their legs. Like, And do you know what's also difficult to perform well? Comedy. Yes. I, I would happily watch them do comedic storylines because that's very challenging as well. Has that ever happened? Like, because I, I was thinking the other day when uh, Carl was playing his guitar reflectively, <laughs> I was like, well, has he asked if he can do that? Like, oh, like Carl. Like, oh, is our it, sweet it, summer child, is he gonna Carl. Be, is he going to turn into eventually his only sings? Like, his, all his dialogue is musical? He has a band in the show and they're called The Right Prescription. He, he's also had his own children's <laughs> band who were oodles of noodles Noodles? yeah i've missed out on so much and when his grandson joined the show libby's son ben Mm -hmm. ben was a little muso and carl was like oh we can play together and ben had to go actually granddad i'm cool (laughs) (laughs) give that man any opportunity he will be out there singing and strumming yeah Yeah. so do you think that when the possibly inevitable happens and sonia dies he will play a song at her funeral Uh, no susan won't let him because there's already spoiler pictures that she's going to be officiating at somebody's funeral. Of course she is. So she'd probably couldn't, couldn't stamp out Mag- that. Couldn't get Magda back for that though. Do you know, they'd probably get B because we've now got Australia's Got Talent inaugural winner, Bonnie Anderson, who won when she was 12, is now a 20-year-old mechanic mm-hmm. who can sing. And it's a bit Kylie-esque. There's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of wasted opportunities. Because like, you know how long-running TV shows always do a musical episode? Like, yeah. Why not just have a musical season of Neighbours? Like a whole month. I am on board. Australian Music Month and Neighbours is just sunk. Culminating in Stefan Dennis doing Don't It Make You Feel Good. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect. We've worked it out. Okay. Now, we're leading up to Wednesday the 30th of Jan 2019. Just before that episode, we meet Dr. Goodwin, who I'm dubbing Bad News Goodwin. Mm. Because she comes in with, boom, ovarian cancer. Well, you know that moment she tells Carl, oh, I've got to see um, Sonia Rebecca. And he's like, oh, she's Dr. Pang's patient or whatever. You think at that stage he'd be going, oh, the oncologist is asking about Sonia. You think his face would have fallen more, yeah, more yeah. in that scene. He oh, was, she's just being friendly. I, I've got to say, I think he was amazing because he said, oh, no, she's not my patient. And then the Dr. Goodwin looked at him and he said, okay, I'll make time. Like he suddenly realised this was all... I, and he was he was amazing the whole week. He Except was. he was a bit too by the rule book because he doesn't usually give a shit about information. But he, he was just, a bit like, I'm all about protocol now. Don't tell me anything. I need, don't need to know. I don't blame him for falling back because he didn't want to tell Sonia mm. what, what how grim of, this is. What sort of protocol is there in situations like that? If you uh, live very close to the doc, like the kind of any rules about if you know your doctor or you have neighbours with your doctor, they're not allowed to be involved in your treatment. I, I, not I would, just neighbours, but Carl, so. Carl essentially was the foster father to her husband. So it's essentially yeah, a yeah. family connection. Yeah, right. Okay. Right. And every time she gets on the drugs, her daughter moves <laughs> in with them. So. <laughs> Didn't they spend Christmas Day together? Yeah. yeah. yeah it was just the two, like Carl and Susan and the Toadie and Sonia and the kids. Yeah. Aaron's You'd think he would have been more interested then when the oncologist asked him, mm. wouldn't you? Yeah, just run me through it. Give yeah. me the cliff notes. However, he brings in Bad News Goodwin and she says... You have ovarian cancer. We divide ovarian cancer into four stages. Uh, stage one means it hasn't spread past the ovaries, while stage four means the cancer has spread to other organs. The scan shows that the cancer has spread to your gastrointestinal tract, your liver and your brain. There are multiple tumours. It's stage four cancer. I'm so sorry. There's like a tumour on every organ and 
At first I thought, is this sponsored content? Is this a bit of SponCon with Ovarian Cancer Australia? My friend is um, high up in the uh, Leukemia Foundation and I spoke to her on the way in and she is also, her mother just passed from lung cancer and she's on a TV ad for it. At oh, the that's moment. right. Wow. Yeah. So she's really into this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And she just said, when I said, oh, someone's been diagnosed and she said, oh, what's the cancer? Like straight away she was like, how is this affecting my workplace? Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like it could be. Well, I feel like when, it could be. When I was at my shops this week, there was like one of those changing billboards for ovarian cancer there. And I was like, huh. oh, it must be the week for it or something. And I've also seen the Neighbours Twitter account tweeting links to the ovarian cancer website. Like if oh, you've got symptoms, blah, 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 here they are. And it we, was in the credits as well. I, if this is SponCon... I'm not down. <laughs> I'm not down with it. Also, I've seen all these tweets about, oh, it's so authentic, it's so real. But how real is it that the reason she didn't realise what her symptoms were was because her symptoms were being masked by poisonous shortbread codeine? It probably only comes up maybe 1% or 2% of the time. <laughs> evil nanny. Because immediately I was up in arms like, but they just had a tragedy and a few people like the Perfect Blend pointed out to me that, no, the whole point of this escalation is that she didn't know she was sick yeah, because yeah. she felt good because of the codeine. But also, uh, ovarian cancer has a fairly, like, it, I, I thought it had, like, a fairly kind of late diagnosis thing because there's no diagnostic test like the, the pap yep. smear. But right. wouldn't they see it on the scans when she was pregnant only, like, a year ago? Yeah, another dark day for Erin's Hospital. Not only a year ago, but when she... When they found her out, pulled her out of the ditch and did all these tests on her. Surely they'd be in her tummy. The ovaries aren't too far away. Check around the corner. And surely they've got about fifty MRI machines in Erinsborough Hospital, courtesy of that um, donation. Well, they try. I think they've got one. That well, at least <laughs> whack her through it. And eight thousand of those trees. <laughs> the MRI machine is full of cholesterol, so they can't. <laughs> Uh, so we open Wednesday with the sh- Rebecca's a shell shocked. There's about 30 seconds of silence. And then Sonia's like stra- snaps to action. How do we beat this? And I thought we've only had a cancer centre or a wellness centre. But those two establishments are not in Erinsborough anymore. Hang on. Is the wellness centre closed? Who's running the wellness centre? Didn't it become a health food restaurant? <laughs> but I thought that was, that was always um, the flame tree became the restaurant the flame tree wellness center and then the shitty motel was still like the wellness center which it was going to be a cancer treatment center but then they were like we don't we are not medical m- professionals qualified. <laughs> so we have to call it a basically a and b where you can have a vegan massage. bliss balls and, and a massage yeah. <laughs> i think someone else steph's just got someone else running it and they don't live in ramsey street yeah. so we know nothing of it and it's been run well as well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Are we going to see two-time cancer patient Steph return, do you think, to offer some support to the Rebeccas? If she doesn't come down for this, off the Christmas list. Mm. <laughs> so, Cal, what was your reaction revisiting our friends on Ramsey Street with this opener? Well, it's always like, oh, we've, it's things have escalated. Like, it was quite – and like you, you said, the whole thing of, like, you watch it for an escape. And I was like, this is really grim. Like, this is really – like, what a horrific thing. You know, again, as a parent of a, a young child going – oh god and they're you know and they're in denial and it's clear from stage four cancer is not something that you have a rest for a couple of days and you're fine like it's a grim diagnosis Mm. and then also what I thought was really sad was the way that they felt very apart from each other like Toadfish and Sonia uh, Sonia, it didn't feel like oh we talk about everything all the time and I know how you like it just felt like 
she's like, oh, I've got to sort this out on my own, and he's in denial, and then she goes off and sees Carl later to learn that she's probably not going to survive. Like, I just thought it was really sad. And Tony often, not that he makes it about him, but he wears his emotions on his sleeve, and I just think he could have stood to be a little bit more stoic in that moment instead of immediately starting to blubber. Actually, that kind of felt kind of realistic to me that she'd go off to Carl by herself to get the the really bad yeah, news, yeah. isn't it? Because you'd want to protect your partner because they're going to go through some shitty yeah, times. But, they? Yeah, I don't know. I think I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I can't yeah. answer this because I've not been in this position. Yeah. But it's kind of like we both need all of the information. Yeah, I did love that moment where she said to Carl right at the end, um, "Well, look, you're going to tell me the survival rate, or I go to Doctor Google. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Cheers to her for going to the doctor next door before getting on Doctor <laughs> yeah, Google. Yeah. Because I would have pulled off an article that said I'm going to die tomorrow, then gone over and said, (laughs) what's this? (laughs) And incredible moment again where Carl says the survival rate. Look, if you don't tell me, I'm just going to get out and I'm going to Google it, yeah? And then I'll probably get the wrong information and I'd rather hear it. I'd much rather hear hear it more accurately from you. So um, a five-year survival rate, it's about 25%. But, But every case... Is different. 25%. 25%. People of people make it to five years. Yeah. And he said that they're in this kind of situation and they're just buying time. Yeah. How long you can live. Not, not good, whether you can avoid dying. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. then also the doctor said, okay, we're going to do aggressive chemo and then surgery to remove the affected organs. And Sonia's like, excuse me, you just said it was in my brain. <laughs> I need that. Yeah. <laughs> I need that organ. Yeah. How does this work? And then I was also kind of caught up on that. They were saying, you know, it was their daughter's first day at school and they wanted that to be really happy. And I was like, I totally understand that. But also, uh, wouldn't you drop her off to school and then mum goes and has her chemo? That day? Right then. Right then. Because school can happen before business hours. And also, she's very used to having different caretakers as well. It's not like that Sonia's with her all the time. Like, be there for the first moment and then get your fucking chemo! Yeah. Yeah. I'll just put it off for a few hours. I saw a few comments stating that there would have been a, should have been a counsellor. Yeah, that's what I was saying throughout the whole thing. In this meeting between the oncologist Carl and Tony and Sonia, there should have been a counsellor there or a social worker. Mm. To, they said one was coming later. But meanwhile, the doctor drops the bomb, leaves the room, and there's nobody there to debrief. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been in this situation. A few people I've noticed are a little bit triggered. I feel bloody triggered, like just as mm. a, a mum of little kids, just like no, I don't. What, I don't need this in my life right now. So, give me more bloody Durian storylines. I lost a friend in her 30s not to cancer, to a different disease, but it is very confronting. Like I'm already thinking about my mortality all the time mm-hmm. as it is. And she, yeah, she was in her 30s. I'm in her 30s, my 30s. And now we're seeing a yeah, character in her prime on her way out. And it's a lot. And yeah, it's like, Cal, can you talk to me about bums? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I've written a book called... <laughs> a seamless segue yeah. um so i wrote a book called george and the great bum stampede um which is about a bum stampede uh, it's about a family called the peppertons however i want to say that because i read it today and it's an utter delight it's just delightful and the it's, bums it's, it's take- not an autobiography i should just put it it's a children's book <laughs> it's not, a memoir. It's not yeah <laughs> it's bum. a bum the, <laughs> the bums take a while to show up yes so there's a constant in the back of your head you're like well the bum's on the cover so i know that there's oh, going to be so interesting because it wasn't going to be called the bum stampede it was going to be called something else i can't even remember what the original oh, okay. title was so for a while i'm like 
something's gone down and there's going to be bums involved and I don't know how they're going to come into play. They're going to stampede, clearly. (laughs) Oh, that's so interesting. That's so interesting because I was kind of like, I don't know whether I should put bum stampede in the title because it kind of gives away the big thing that happens. That was just looming in the back of my head. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, so so it's about a family called the Peppertons and the mum, Professor Pippa Pepperton, is an inventor. (laughs) And there are several children, so there's a dad, Philpot Papa Pepperton, and then there's... Pumpernickel Pepperton, Paprika Pepperton, Pilates Pepperton, Poco Pepperton, and George. Oh, it's Poco. I was saying Poco. Yeah, I think a lot of people were saying Poco, but I, I think it's Poco. Oh, nice. Um, nice. And I wrote it. Um, <laughs> and so Poco is uh, the smallest, but he's not the youngest. That's George, but Poco is very small because he had an accident with his mum's shrink ray, and uh, he's the size of a lemon. I love him. And one of my favourite images is him eating Easter eggs from the inside out. Which yes. is just delightful. And when he needs to be cheered up, he's allowed to eat his way through a muffin. Like, you can <laughs> just walk through. Yeah. What I love about the title is that it gives me a bit of a wave of nostalgia of a book of my youth called The Bugalug's Bum Thief. Oh, I don't know that. That sounds alarming. It's a little bit more full on about bums that go missing. But, yeah, I remember it fondly. So I'm happy to have bums back in my life. <laughs> In children's literature. So um, uh, Professor Pippa Pepperton invents a replicating gun so you can just copy whatever you like and it gets taken to school. Which is, I love all the kids are all like, uh, this is the greatest thing that science has ever brought mm-hmm. us, which yeah. is accurate. Yeah. So they take it to school when things get out of control. Yeah. and Don't say anymore. It's just don't spoil anymore. Yes. Uh, and they're moving into Ramsey Street. So that's <laughs> exciting. Amazing. <laughs> Maybe that's what's happened. Maybe someone's brought a trauma ray into Ramsey oh, Street. Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> Yeah. Just a blanket. The siege. That's what he had. Yeah. Yeah. He had a, he, or maybe crazy, of crazy Alice has like been promoted to just like the doom fairy or something. Maybe that's why she could make so many shortbreads in a short space of time. <laughs> She's just replicating them. The waterhole is a destination for the whole family. Friendly staff, delicious chef prepared nachos and fun for everyone with our dartboard multi-generational speed dating nights and medically certified house band, the right prescription. Want to blend into the background? Enjoy a mimed conversation in our vertical garden courtyard. Book now for your next event, and there probably won't be an explosion, but just in case, we reserve the right to retain your deposit. The Waterhole. It's not a hole anymore. From now until the end of the year, The Waterhole's having a flash sale. 70% off your next event. Just mention the code word, it's probably just a car backfiring when you're booking. I did say in one of the Facebook groups... I hate to bring up death again. No, that's it. it was a good reprieve that we had there, but George and the Great Bump Stampede available in bookstores now. So we know that Dee's going to come back because that's... what? How does that? What? Oh, she's always on. back and forth. Do you mean forth. fake Dee or real Dee? Fa- bench Dee. Okay, we don't know whether she's fake or real. Can you explain Bench Dee to Cal? Bench Dee was Madeline West mm-hmm. with hair that could have been Dee's or could have been fake Dee's. We don't know. Just mermaidy hair. Yeah, in a flowing white dress. Yeah, what, without just, feet, by the way. Just Her going downstream. No, she's sitting on a bench in the Fitzroy Gardens. Oh, right. I See, I took bench D as meaning she's not in the starting five. She's on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching too much basketball. So apparently the Fitzroy Gardens are the open gateway to heaven and Sonia is going to walk through there and Madeline West is going to pick her up on the way and walk up together. No. 
when I read that, I thought, if that yeah, happens, it's giving me goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, like, where did you read this? On a Facebook group. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually read... how the way it's the way the great bum stampede ends. It's the final <laughs> chapter. Is but when I read that, I thought, no, nah, if that happens, I am never watching Neighbours again because bullshit. there is no yeah, room for bullshit. that in the Neighbours universe. But we just had um, Ghost Jim Robinson in a Christmas bauble. Wait, what? 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 <laughs> yeah, oh, look, oh, it's a bit hard to explain. <laughs> Paul had an accident and it hallucinated his father and his Christmas bauble. Christmas bauble is not a euphemism for anything. It's <laughs> no, like, no, it's not. Just say testicle veya. <laughs> So, and it was basically kind of a, a touch, a Christmas Carol-esque. Ah. So Jim Robinson, who yeah. he did die on the show back in the early 90s, he came back to tell Paul what a bad man he was basically and how the, you need to improve yourself. Magic or realism does happen on this show. But that could feasibly be Paul's hallucination because he was under a lot of stress at that time. Was he eating codeine shortbread as well? Was that also? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, D and Sonia in heaven, that would just be no. Okay, well, A, it would we completely have got, wrap up the storyline yeah. on D, but no, it's weird. But maybe if she, like, as they walk off together, if D's like, we've got so much to catch up on. <laughs> and then, but then it just segues into, like, the good place. Like, we don't know where they're going to get into, heaven or hell. No, and... no, they'd be, go- they'd be going, Toadie, hey, yeah, surprisingly good route. <laughs> <laughs> Two times a widower, poor Toad. Once. Twice. <laughs> Two times a widower. We did have a tweet, Artie Sparrow, who theorised, I think White Dress D is real Angel D, will welcome Sonia into the afterlife, closing the chapters on Toadie's wives. Hashtag save Sonia. But then once you've got Ghost D, like, is she going to start turning up for lots of stuff? Like... Ghost, oh. Ghost Madge rolled up and um, judged Daniel Robinson on his choice of girlfriend, didn't she? We had um, Ghost Doug appear to welcome um, someone into the afterlife. Josh? Wasn't it? Josh, yeah. He'd only died moments before. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. Maurice's spirit leaving his body. You see, you're telling me all this now. I'm like, no, it's entirely plausible that Bench D is an angel of God. <laughs> We've never seen heaven on Neighbours. Although I'd be pumped if she was a basketballer. <laughs> She's just got really tall and really good. Let me play, coach. I'm ready. <laughs> Pull me in the game. <laughs> Toadie does reflect on the Nanny Alice poisoning and that the codeine cookies were masking the symptoms. And so yet again, he's essentially going to blame himself because if he hadn't been hoodwinked by fake D and then re-hoodwinked by her mother disguised as a nanny. So did she arrive like Mary Poppins? Is yeah. that like yeah. mm, literally... In- Sonia was trying to discipline the kids in the cafe and Nanny Alice went, oh, I'll take little Nellie to the toilet. Yes, that, that was, that's the most unbelievable part of the oh, Nanny Alice. that Ellis. you would let a strange woman take your child to the yeah. toilet. <laughs> Rather than, yeah. okay, so you've got the choice. There was a baby in the pram and the child busting to go to the toilet. You could do what I did yesterday, which was wheel the whole double pram into the bloody toilet so the child could go to the toilet. <laughs> or you could say, you know what, this is my sister-in-law's cafe. Maybe I'll just park the pram behind the counter whilst I do that. Yeah. No, I'll just let a stranger undress my child and sit them on a the toilet. I, is... I rolled a Costco trolley into a toilet yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before. Yeah, they've made doors for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my mind, it's on fire and you've just thrown it and used it like... <laughs> Save the two kilogram washing detergent first. <laughs> if this is the end of the Rebecca idiocy era, then I'm at least happy for that. Because yeah. start doing police checks on people, you idiots. Mm. They have a lovely moment in the car where they've decided to keep it from their loved ones for a moment. Sarah on the Neighbours Council 
said, this is a character who has endured so much, it seems utterly bleak of the writers to make this her exit story. I mean, bloody Nora, she's only just recovered from being poisoned and left for dead. How is Toadie going to recover from more tragedy? I do question the morals of these storylines. Cancer as entertainment feels off anyway. Why couldn't she have simply decided she couldn't cope with any more fake D shenanigans and head off to be with Callum? I don't want misery, neighbours. Callum is Sonia's adult son who lives in Silicon Valley in the US. What? He runs Facebook. <laughs> no, Cheryl Sandberg runs Facebook. How, how is she old enough to have an adult son? She had a troubled youth. Right. Yeah, she, I think she, she was 16 from Family okay. Tree. I took a screenshot of. <laughs> um, yeah, but she was also on heroin at the time and a sex worker. She gets a lot done. She gets mm. it. She, is, she has harmed her body in quite mm. a number and the, of ways. Was his dad Dita Bromer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which the is... actual actor, Dita Brummer, not a character in <laughs> Neighbours. <laughs> Sonia does not do things by halves. She doesn't even do cancer by halves. She's no. going to be like, I'm going to have everything cancer. Yeah. I not mean, just one. I agree with Sarah in that, it, yeah, Misery Neighbours mm. is scary neighbours. Like, it's... It, it did open up a good debate. Like, should you... You know, some people feel like they burden their loved ones with this sort of information, but then really everyone would just want to be told straight away. But no, I think you're allowed to keep your own personal business to yourself. Mm. Like, if give her time to process what she's going through. That's, At least one day. There, there's <laughs> a whole thing, you know, like, I think it's called the ring theory, where yes. yeah, the person at the middle, they only have to worry about themselves. The people closest to them, they only have to worry about themselves and the person in the middle, and then going out and out. So, oh. Toadie, for instance, shouldn't have to worry about how... Susan feels about this whole situation. He he just needs to be supported by Susan while he's supporting Sonia. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're allowed to vent out, but you're not allowed to vent in. So <laughs> Toadie is allowed to vent to Susan and say, this is horrific, but Susan's not allowed to go, I'm so upset, Toadie, comfort me, because he is busy. Like almost Mark Brennan was about to do. Can you talk about CJ when he's pissed off that Toadie's not there? So when Mark Brennan was running shirtless through the streets... Um, <laughs> his brother lover. With his brother... <laughs> if only, I mean... Imagine. Who knows? It could go there. <laughs> yeah. Don't rule it out. I mean, you know, to be fair, like if you're in that house, you could happen upon somebody very hot not wearing clothes. <laughs> he was going off to pop into court to get his policing career, career back. And he was, Toadie was meant to be his lawyer. And Toadie wasn't going to show up because obviously he's at a cancer diagnosis right now. So he can't come to court. And he was so pissed off and it made like it was it was kind of unfair because already he's not that loved as a character. Mark, yeah. And it just made him like even more of a dick. Mm. And Toadie had gone to the trouble of telling his assistant to set up a different lawyer who was probably great. Yep. Better P- than Toadie. Mm. Pia yeah. Stott. To- I wanted to- Toadie doesn't get people off. So no. Pia <laughs> Pia would have got it she could have done in forty seconds in there. Yeah, yeah well, that's I need why a... he only popped in. Like, because Pia's like, done, it's already done. I need Wait. to meet her. <laughs> Maybe Pia should be the cancer oncologist. <laughs> As a side note, that you know the building they actually filmed it at? That is the real-life Victoria Police Police Academy in Glen Waverley. Is it? I thought yep. it might have been, yeah. Is there at that police academy a man that can make amazing noises with his mouth? <laughs> well, yeah, that was actually what, how Mark got his job back. <laughs> you know, oh, he sounds just like a helicopter. <laughs> Cody has done a bit of admin. He sorted out Niece Yashvi to run Sonia's nursery. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, well, that's good. Yashvi's got a lifelong career now. Now she's been, yeah. at, she's been at a loose end about what she's going to do since she finished year 12. Bang. Keeps her in the outdoors. She can still kick mm. the footy. She's going to become a calistamon expert. <laughs> no, you don't need to have no, any no. plant no. knowledge. You just have to, to see her. one. They, at that nursery, in the era of the Rebecca idiocy, at that nursery, they hired another interloper who came in saying he was... A gardening expert 
and this is where Kate's original plan mm-hmm. rant came from, because we'd seen him already try to um, trim the potostrum hedge by poking the shears into it and like, rather than going parallel to the shape you want to form. Three months before the storyline came to a head, Kate's like on the tweets going, he can't cut plants. <laughs> and everyone's like, who cares? And then it turns out he wasn't a gardener at all. He was the son of a – he'd murdered his father and he was trying to wow. come and poke around near the crime scene. Yeah. Plant detective. So they can't even – they don't hire a nanny with a police check. They don't hire a gardener with gardening credentials. I'm losing sympathy for their Rebecca's. Yeah, there's a lot of people just going on blind faith, isn't there? Like, there's just, you seem nice. That That is actually Sonia's, um, it's classic Sonia. She she has a lot of trust in people and wants to give people second chances. It's her Achilles heel. Even on Airtasker, people list their credentials. Hmm. Like if you hire a plumber, they usually post their certificate of plumbery. Yeah, or selfies with the toilet they fixed last <laughs> yeah. week. We get Toadie, like, bucking up Steph saying, Luke has had it, Rage had it, Steph had it three times. And all these people beat the odds. Not looking great for you then. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Sonia should have gone, mate, keyword stage four. Yeah, yeah. Cal, did you ever watch A Country Practice? Yes. Yeah. So the the big touchstone in Australian TV soap tragedy Mm -hmm. was Molly's death on A Country Practice. Oh, yes, yes. And she died, I'm just quoting here, she died in 1984 after a traumatic 10-week battle with leukaemia in a country practice. And you can watch her death scene on YouTube because she had like a little girl in the show as well and it was very sad and Mm. she looked very ill and we've had Molly's death. We don't need Sonia's death on top of this. I think Sonia will die in the same way, like watching Nelly play on the lawn. Probably being a a fairy. Yeah, no, because they're chasing a kite in a country practice. Because Nellie plays fairies. Yeah. So that's what she'll do. Now we've got goosebumps Mm. again. My frame of reference as a kid was at the soap over the road, Home and Away, which was Meg, played by the late Kathy Godbold, tragically. She got leukaemia and it was a drawn out story. And that was probably the first time I'd heard the word leukaemia Mm -hmm. when I was a kid. Mm. And that was grim. But I... Expected that from Home and Away because Home and Away was off the chain. <laughs> Neighbours, they were just running around writing, like Philip Martin was writing romance novels under an alias. That's about as hectic as it got. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be pretty sad. But, I mean, if they killed her in a week, we would all complain that it wasn't realistic. And if they healed her like they did Sarah, Therese et al., yeah. we would complain that it was too swift. Yeah. So giving her 12 weeks and having her lose her hair and the, all of the oh. cancer things is realistic. The bit that I take umbrage with is that they heaped on all these other tragedies mm. that don't happen. I mean, some people do get bad luck in life. You feel like you see some families that struggle more than yeah, others. Yeah, why is it always them? Yeah. yeah. But this is cuckoo bananas. She's like a lightning rod for yes. yeah. bad things. Also, I feel like there was there's a little bit of um, like karma, like she's done bad things in her life, so uh, this is the way it ends. To her. Like, it does seem like that way, like, it, which is morally questionable because the th- like she she was she was ill, she mm. she was addicted to something. But she joined the show as a guide dog puppy trainer, so you're I never like, gonna let that go. I feel like <laughs> she was gonna Actually, she was putting good back mm. into the community. For she me, was. the worst thing she did was when she um, actually catfished. Toady for like a good year yes. by just being Toady's girlfriend, and then it was revealed she was actually Callum's mum as well. Toady's foster son, which is to me oh, a stroke okay. of genius. I do love you, Jared. Yeah, no, I just wanted to hang out with my kid. Oh, and so what? But then what was Callum doing? 
Was ha- he like, I've never seen this woman before she that was, looks a lot like me? She was really, he was really little when she left him oh, in the okay. care of Nan. Right. Uh, so if she gets the long, drawn-out, horrifying, slow decline, does that mean Callum is going to turn up from... Yeah, so he's... Um, Somebody took a Instagram. Instagram is ruining. Instagram Live is ruining neighbours, by the way. <laughs> Someone did an Instagram Live and he was in the background. Oh, with um, her sister. And Sister well. Jade's back too, yeah. Yeah. Um, like you can just tell because he's Morgan's been on the show. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yep. You can just tell it's him. Like it, the um, it's not that clear, but you can tell it's him. Speaking of sisters, her other sister got bone marrow cancer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's not a lucky family. Did her parents die in a car crash or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, because I was about to say maybe... Shall we read a chapter of George and the Great Bumps <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the time. Nellie, we, we should send this to the show because Nellie's going to have a tough first year at school. Oh, she, she would love this. Oh, man. <gasps> she could probably nearly oh, read. But what are they doing? Because, like, look, you love this show so much and I dip in and out and I really enjoy coming on your podcast and you're really funny and it's really great. And the four of us are sitting here staring at each other going, I don't know how to deal with this. Like, what have they done? Like, it's like they've they've pushed the engine too hard and the, the smoke coming out of the engine. Like, it's too much. I, I would have preferred if they'd done what they did to Cheryl Stark and just have a car accident. And, and Daphne, they did it to Daphne that too. That could still yeah. happen. Yes. <laughs> as well. Yep. That could happen to anyone. Oh, man. I, as I said, I would have preferred it had happened shockingly late last year, murder mystery plot. But also maybe this is – maybe we are the targets here. Maybe Neighbours is Jack of, of sassy the, podcasts. Of the oldies oh. watching it. Throwing shade. What if Neighbours is only being – beamed into your homes with this version like maybe everyone else in Australia is just getting like happy neighbors where like the great 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 grandson of Bouncer has come back in and Sonia's training him because she hasn't forgotten that she was a guide dog puppy trainer actually hang on just Bouncer's great 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 grandchild has actually already been in the show a couple of years ago yeah Bouncer too (laughs) I should I should work on the show seven years ago (laughs) this is yep that's interesting imagine they've been feeding a select few of us. Yep. Bad intel. With mm. the poison pill. And the Rebecca's are actually having nice picnics under the friendship yeah, tree. Yeah, because I watched the link that you sent me. I didn't go and find it on my own. Like, we've been, maybe we're being fished by neighbours. And 10 play. Yeah. <laughs> they did rebrand the whole 10 website. Yeah, maybe it's still on um, Channel 10. And we're watching Peach thinking this is the right place to watch it. <laughs> but it's, it's like one of those YouTube videos for kids which, like, turn dark. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The Elsagate ones. Wait, what? Oh, my oh. God. Oh. Oh. Look up Elsagate. No, I don't want to. <laughs> don't ruin no, Elsa like, for me. Because, you know, like, YouTube has um, autoplay. So you, your kid will start watching some sort of benign Peppa Pig video. Then suddenly it'll, like, turn into, like, Spider-Man and Elsa being violent or just doing weird things. And you're like, who's making these videos? Yeah. Weird grown-ups, I think, is the answer. Mm-hmm. Cal, did you have any other questions? Do oh, we answer it? I think you. F- the biggest revelation to me is that they were brothers. Um, <laughs> you don't know what else so, to do with it. Um, how, explain Piper's top to me. I like can't. It, it was remarkably racy. Oh, but what is Piper? What is she? What is Piper at the moment? Um, good question. Aimless. She is took a. Paralegal? She took. She took a gap here. And then, oh, yeah, no, yeah, she's working for Toadie now. Yeah, but she was going to go to social media university. On the GC. Took a year off. Mm-hmm. And she has a blog, a vlog, sorry, that has hit 8,000 subscribers, which I thought would be a bit higher, but that's fine. But she also, you picked up that she said that um, higher education wasn't for her. Mm. Oh, okay. Because she was dressed like she was going out 
Like, I was like, that is a great top, but what are you doing wearing it in the morning? Also, Kate observed recently that when Tarage was in the hospital with her pyjamas, Piper seemed also to be wearing pyjamas. Mm. But it was just a normal shirt. Huh. She's got a great cat shirt that mm. looks like pyjamas. Is that the one? Mm. Yeah, people, uh, I've heard the statement that that shirt gives people life. The cat shirt? I think they've tried to hang on to Piper as a quirky I don't know who character, her, but yeah, weird clothes. It was a, I mean, it was a great shirt, but it was just not a morning shirt. I think it must kill Mavorni because she's a bit of a fashionista on the Instagram. And I think it must kill her to have her in these wacko bowling shirts. She doesn't have much going on. Does that mean she's leaving? <sighs> I, w- I want her sister Imogen to come back and they can maybe they can open their own law firm. Oh, sister, like, um, like, sister law. Like that Lisa McCune, Alison oh, White yes. show. What that, was that? Yeah. Martial law. That's right. Willis law. Imogen, Piper, run it out of Toadie's joint, get Pia Stott involved and just take yeah, on the law yeah. profession. Not a law de- degree between them. but Imogen's nearly got one from the wrestlers, from Pia's, WrestleMania. Maybe. Pia, Pia's got like three. <laughs> yeah. Just, I reckon she's got loads. Yeah. And she'll run it like Remington Steel, you know, like, or she's the, <laughs> did you, you remember Remington Steel? And, yeah. And there was no. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, 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 Pierce Brosnan, who turned up to be Remington Steel when he wasn't Remington Steel, yeah. and I can't remember the character name, but her name was Stephanie Zimbalist in real life. Yes, she invented Remington Steel. It's like if you build it, they will come. And he, there was a Remington Steel. So if they start the law firm, Pia Stott will. Hang on, does that mean your your George is going to turn up in real life? Maybe he already has. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought of one thing. Go for it. What I liked about this was how accepting of cougars Ramsey Street seems to be. That that. <laughs> Having come in late to the whole Taraj and Leo relationship, I was like, well, everyone's fine. Like, everyone is fine with the fact that she did. She had a thing with Paul, but now she's with his son. I'd forgotten that he was his son. I did have to look up yeah. that. But I was like, well, yeah, everyone's fine with it. Everyone's like, yeah. So are you on Team Vaya or are you on Team CJ and Kate? In, do you think he's hot or do you think he's not? No, <laughs> I don't think he's hot. <gasps> Your team player. Haven't you seen his dimples? I think he's, but he's adorable rather than... Yeah, can like, I just say, objectively, he's a very pretty man, but like as in a catalogue model way, but oh. I'm not, like I don't want to, I'm not no, fantasising about that. I don't go, oh, I wish I was Taraj. Um, <laughs> but I think he's like, like I go, oh, yeah, he's a, I don't want to say pleasant, pleasant is a damning word. Um yeah, I think he's fine, but... but Telegenic, I, photogenic. Yeah, but I, I don't go, well, I can see why she's... Uh... Yeah. Well, if you had a choice between him or Paul... Oh, him, obviously. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd struggle on. Well, that's not unanimous, is it, CJ? No, I'd go Paul. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the millions. Sidebar, <laughs> there is a little secondary plot going with Chloe Brennan, the most beautiful woman mm-hmm. in the world, according to me, and she's Kirk Pengilly's daughter, but she... Has Huntington's disease, by the way, wacky B story. Oh my god! But this Huntington's disease is a really serious yeah, disease as exactly. well. Exactly. So she's sentence. exploring her own mortality because she's like, oh, I'm not going to be on this earth for long. So she definitely has it. She's not like hundred percent has oh it. God. So does mind, my mum. Mind you, the tests were done at Erinsborough Hospital. Yeah, yeah. it's probably someone else. Actually, no, the yeah. retest because there was some done in America. Yeah, I'm sure it will come out. Oh, this but... one was for Cleo. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Her ex-girlfriends come into town to ruffle some feathers and there was a moment where their ex-girlfriend Mel was like, I just met Paul Robinson. He's shorter than I thought he'd be. Because <laughs> his reputation had preceded him. She was all geared up to meet this mogul yep. and he's this little man, which is exactly what Steph and Dennis is. I just never hear them reference it. They're being a, very self-referential lately. He'd do a lot of grumbling. 
Like mm. he looks like oh, bloody lawn, neighbours, magpies. Like he looks. Yeah. He does grumble. There's got to be middle ground for her to rage. The options cannot be Paul or Gary up at that end and Leo down the other end. Isn't doesn't she have a an equal? You know what? Who's going to be excited about this death? Amy, because she's going to get to hook up with. <gasps> Toadie. Oh, she yeah. did have a brief horn for the toad. Didn't she, she did. She's going to get it back. Now, tell me who Amy is again. She's the saddest bitch <laughs> in Erinsborough. <laughs> She's Paul's daughter. Was estranged, lived in New Zealand oh, for a yes, while. Yes, yes. And so she Kremen. does. She does have a touch of the Kiwi accent now and then. Right. So do I. I'm, I'm told. As does Leo. Yeah. But inexplicably, because his twin doesn't. <laughs> Maybe he got all of the accent. Yeah. Like one twin got all of the accent. We did have an email from Danny who's posed another theory. Danny says, there's a lot of noise around Chelly, Chloe and Ellie, Mark's fiance, who Chloe's in mm-hmm. love with, which I'm loving that Neighbours has gone, LGBT community really opens up the doors of storylining. Yeah. yeah more combos. No rules. Everyone in. We're, we're still team Chippy, though. You are, Chloe and Tippy. I've always been team Ched, Chloe and Ned. <laughs> Well, I was... Yep. Sorry. As a dyslexic, this is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I liked I liked Leo the best. Oh yeah, they were very saucy. Mm. Chloe and Leo, they were doing it in the lights of his office. Wait, wait, isn't Chloe Paul's daughter also? No, no, no. no. Oh. She's a Brennan, so she's oh, yeah, no, yeah, she's yeah, Taraj's. Yeah. No, uh, my brain. Hurts. She's the cop, the, the cop. shirtless boy's sister. Oh right, of course. Right, I'm just yeah. I've yeah. got my. Um, I do, i got to say, I'm enjoying it so much, I don't want to correct you, but we say to rage because she flies into a rage. Oh, and I'm clearly a tirage. Like, like a mirage. She's, like she's a pottery. I love it though. I love it. <laughs> but I don't want to, I didn't want to correct it. Uh, I like it too much. Tirage. Tirage. Um, tirage sounds like something you'd have on a terrace. We've got a beautiful tirage <laughs> pot. <laughs> Chelly. And a lot of, I just want to, again, sidebar. Some people are saying Ellie is straight. She would never just suddenly fall in love with a lady. And I call bullshit on that. It is possible. I've done it. (laughs) And I identified as straight at the time. It was confusing, but it's not impossible. It's not like you sign a contract going, I will never have feelings for Mm. anyone else other than my designated gender that I've decided is going to be the one. Also just pointing out that Ellie is the second saddest bitch in Erinsborough. Oh, is she? I forgot about that. Yeah, and never in her life before has she had two people actively wanting to seek her attention either. Except I'm going to – I want to put to the council, I think the new saddest bitch in Erinsborough has got to be Gazcan. I just don't think there's anyone sadder than that man. We'll we'll table that. We'll discuss Um, it. Can I also suggest that you do merchandise with second saddest bitch in Erinsborough (laughs) on a T-shirt? Because I would wear that. Kate, can you do that and we'll put it on Redbubble? All right. Uh, we've also got Team Sonia stickers on Redbubble if people want to buy them. Before before they're no longer before, necessary. Before they're obsolete. We used to have Team D stickers up there, but we had got a cease and desist because they used to say, follow your bliss. Turns out that phrase is trademarked <laughs> by some self-help nut. Oh, but it was dear. bliss with a capital B because it was her surname. Yeah. Yeah. So we, you can only get and Team I, Sonia stickers. I had a girl, uh, my one of my high school besties, last name was Bliss. It actually happens. It's a great wow. last name. Yeah. She's kept it too into. Oh, you'd have to. You, yeah. would. you wouldn't get rid of that. Yeah. Mm. Okay, Danny's theory. Danny Minogue. Oh, my God, that's I unbelievable. Think it <laughs> might be Danny Minogue. She hasn't put her last name. What a day. She's emailed us through neighbourspod.com. But her email address is danny at minogue.com.au. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this may still be on the cards. 
Chelly via the tragic and heartbreaking Sonia storyline. Brackets, why oh why couldn't she have just been given a gap year with Callum? Anywho, I think Mark will be so heartbroken by Sonia's passing that he will want to postpone the wedding and then start to push Ellie away and she'll end up seeking comfort from Chloe, which will eventuate into Chelly. Yep. Plausible, however, you what Mark won't put an end to the wedding unless he's has to got to arrest someone in the bridal party, probably. He arrested his former fiance on their wedding day while she was in her wedding dress. Olympia Valance, who has joined the cast of Dancing with the Stars. Yes. I am pumped. Yes. So Pumped. has Denise Scott. Denise mm. Scott. I know. I'm that. Yeah. She's going to be amazing. There's talk of us, Buddy, watching it on our sister podcast, Buddy Watch, because Kate's never seen an episode. I'm Dancing oh. with the Stars Virgin. I was on Dancing with the Stars. Were you? Yes. Shocked face around everyone on the table. Hang on. Which season was this? Oh, I don't know. As okay. a contestant? As a contestant. I was one of the dancers. I was not one of the dancers. As in, when I say which season, who was hosting? Uh, it was a... Uh, Daniel McPherson oh. season, oh. and I was on with a Neighbours alumni Daniel McPherson. Oh yes, true. Yes. Joel. So it was because I got pregnant while oh. we were filming. So it must be ten years ago. Yeah, amazing. It wasn't one of those no no dancer scandals. I had, was say, it? No, I had to say every time I got pregnant it was <laughs> to my husband, uh, <laughs> but it was re- because uh, I discovered I was pregnant, and then I got knocked out of the competition that week, and so I was really relieved. Yeah. But I had to come back for the finale, and I didn't want to announce on television that I was pregnant, so I looked like the only person that's ever put on weight on Dancing with the Stars. So I came back, and I was just stumping around the floor like a little steamer kind of. Um, Look at how you're like a baby. I know. Oh, my God, yes, I'm like oh, a baby. Oh, that guy, he's Beautiful good. Beautiful Craig, he's so lovely. Yeah. So can I tell you my most embarrassing Dancing with the Stars moment? Yes, and we will link to one of your favourite dancers. Like, tell us one I of your favourites. I think only three I got not quite early. Um, there's lots of videos of you on there. Um, so... My dancer Craig was amazing, and his partner Sriani also helped us because I was very, I'm not a dancer. And that's what makes the show good. That's what makes the show good. And so we were rehearsing for five hours a day and stuff. And Craig was really clear at the start that he's like, there's not going to be any funny business, there's not going to be any shenanigans. We're doing this. You, you've got a husband, I've got a partner. So everything is just going to be above board. Good on don't, him. Yeah, like he was great. Like I was like, well, you know, that's great because I don't want any shenanigans either. And um, I'll tell you off air what happened. Um, <laughs> not with me, but other people. Um, no, so no shenanigans, no funny business. And I was like, that's so great. And then we were rehearsing the tango one, tango one morning and he pulls me in and so our groins are together and I go, oh, my God, I can feel something hard. Oh, my oh. God. And so I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, there's something hard pressing into me. I don't know what to do. And I look at him and he's dancing away quite happily. I'm like, well, maybe it's just a physiological reaction that happens. And perfectly natural. Just, Olivia Benson he, says it happens all the time. Yeah, he loves so, the dance. He loves the dance. Yeah. And I was like, it's just, a, it's just his body wrecked. He's got nothing to do. It's fine. And, and I was like, just keep dancing, just keep dancing. And like, it, like we kept dancing for like a minute and a half and then we break out of our hold and I look down and it's the knot of his jumper. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> And you're like, I'll just take those tickets off myself. Oh, man, so embarrassed, so embarrassed. And then got the giggles and, like, but couldn't tell. And was so mortified. And, like, and the idea that my dancing was so good that a professional dancer would be like, shooing. And so I didn't tell him. I think I, I like, told him, like, six years later because like, I was just mortified. I thought not was knob. <laughs> uh, we'll post the tango on, on our socials. Yeah, I think that was the best one. Because everyone loves the tango. Yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye out for Olympia. Keep you posted. Now, we've got to do Citizen Shitizen of the Week, if anyone wants to volunteer. Uh, yeah, Shitizen. Kate, Victoria Police for re-employing um, <laughs> Detmec after his um, 
unethical behaviour. And I was really happy for the way he was comfortable in the garage. I yeah. thought he'd really hit a good groove there. I'm so happy. Oh, sorry, we, we, pronounce it, we pronounce it garage. We don't say garage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that would have been a good character name for um, when <laughs> Tarage and Gary were together. Oh, wouldn't it? CJ's happy with Demek on the force. I'm happy. Firstly, he's a bit of a douche, right? So 100% douche would have done the joke on the brother in the car park the way he did. Oh, he did the fake out. Yeah. The, I'm and, not going to make it. I didn't and, make it. Yeah, and he did the fake out. And, like, I've, I've, never, I've never done that. It takes someone strong to do that well, and he kind of did that. And then his brother gave him a punch and he said, automatic six months. I just thought, it, look, it was just perfect and cute. And he was so happy. And, you know, he's been through a lot. I know I bring up Caitlin all the time, <laughs> but he had a child that died. She had a miscarriage. It affects people in different ways. Yeah. Also... His previous fiance died as well, and he—he he just hasn't had a good run. No, he hasn't, but and he's, he's finally getting things back on track. But I think he's better at a mechanic, as a mechanic, <laughs> possibly. But look, there's more opportunities for tight clothing. Okay, um, fine. And he could perhaps hook up. But oh no, he's engaged. Whoops. The, um, the, the problem with <laughs> who any, are you going to suggest he hook up with? A hot cop. Okay, cool. Yeah. The, the problem with, with any neighbor's character who becomes a cop is that they just become the detective in the street and they become like a rabid dog trying to. Mm. Yeah, it's just Angela Lansbury out. lives on the street when there's a cop. Oh, imagine if Angela Lansbury came to live in Ramsey oh, Street. That would be oh. amazing. And Mark and her hooked up. Did she have a typewriter out? She'd have a lot. It's too busy for her, Ramsey Street. CJ, who's your citizen citizen then? I don't know. Okay, we can come back to you. Yeah. I've got a citizen. Her name is Bad News Goodwin. Yeah. <laughs> she is busy. She's run off her feet. She's squeezed in the Rebeccas. She's delivering bad news. She's like, do not mess around. We are attacking this. It's not looking good. Here's my bill. Like, she's just, I trust her to get jobs done. I'm going to say the citizen is the Hawaiian shirt that the brother was wearing. Because <laughs> it was an unexpected... Yeah, the, the um, brother lover Aaron was wearing because it was an unexpected item of clothing to take someone to court in. And the fact that he didn't bother to go in with his brother, he's just like, I'll just be here in my car in my maybe the police, summer garment. the police tribunal is maybe a very casual affair. <laughs> it's like on a Friday. Everyone has to give a dollar donation or something to a charity and they can wear what they want to wear. Everyone turns up in civvies. He'd, he'd just be in his thongs as well, wouldn't he? Yeah. He yeah. probably had some Instagram live to catch up on, you know. I would. I, I can't believe he didn't get out of his phone with his, get out of his car with the phone and just go, all right, will you go in? Scroll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I'm what everyone catching, else would do. I'm just catching some Pokemon. Yeah. CJ, you've got to give us a decision here. I mean, I think there were some extras in the hospital that did a good job. I mean, every it was so sad that I can't. All of the shit situations are so terrible, and then all of the good, like there was no good. I mean, I'm just so annoyed at the fact that it. Chally is even like I just want the whole show to be about Sonia (laughs) right now. Um, I'm gonna go with Chloe's ex. What's her name? Mel. Mel. She's hot. Chloe's hot. I'm enjoying that. Oh, Citizen. Okay. Yeah. I actually think she's. Great casting as a salesperson because they've brought her in as like a real estate mover and shaker. And she's 100% after the commission all the time and sometimes the commission's going to be Ellie. (laughs) I mean, whoops, Chloe. (laughs) Well, that's where we are. Cal, thank you for lifting our spirits. Oh, pleasure. Thank you for explaining the whole of Neighbours to me again. It's just, it's a never-ending task. 
Oh, um, we forgot to mention for our UK um, listeners that Cal has a Netflix special as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Really? And, well, it's not, amazing. Just, not just UK, our listeners all over the world. Oh, yes. Because yeah, Cal true. is in the Comedians of the World section of Netflix. That is true. Under my own name, which is yes. exciting. It's great. I haven't watched it yet. That's bad. I've watched it. It was Thank wonderful. You. Thank you. But I, I'm going to guess that I've seen the show yes. that it's based yeah, on, yeah, yeah. which was, I think, the best show of yours I've ever seen. Thank I'm you. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically half of um, last year's show, which I loved a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was great. Oh cool. Yeah. Which is why I didn't haven't watched it straight away. Yeah, because I'm right. saving it. And there's like there's um loads of other great. You should watch them all. Like yeah. Ursula. Yeah. Ursula's great. Um, Dan Smith's one's great. May Martin's one is great. Um, it's a South African guy called Riyad Musa. He's a doctor, but he's a stand-up oh. comedian now. And I had That's not so heard of him, and he was really great. Friend of mine at work was a lawyer working for the for the DPP. Ben Nash is going to be a comedian and a comedy writer. <laughs> and I always think of those people. But you had your career. Yeah, you had a growing, you had good skills. One. Yeah, you, you had, had a paycheck. You had skills and you had a, a high pay grade. Why have you come over here? Do you not like money? <laughs> okay, come and join us. Do you not want stability? <laughs> George and the Great Bum Stampede is so adorable and funny and creative and great and people should buy it. So you can buy it online. If you're in the UK, you can buy it online. But Australia and New Zealand, it is out in the real physical world. I've seen on um, Instagram, you're going around to random dimmicks and just signing I'm the books. I'm sneaking into bookshops and going, can I sign my book, please? Is that awesome? I love that. Can you just do, you can just well, do Well, I didn't want to just go on and start, because like they might view it as defacing. So I've, I um, popped into a couple and said, do you mind if I, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm such a dork. I'm so excited. This is my first book. Am I allowed to sign it? And they're like, oh, I guess so. Like a couple of people will be like, I've just got to check with a manager. And then... Um, Excuse me, you're adding value, value add. Well, yeah, I could go look. That's me on the back cover. And I did look like myself. So that was lucky. <laughs> but then the other day I went into a Dimmicks and they, before I could go, am I allowed to? They went, could you please sign your book? And I was like, well, this Aww. is a... This is a like, I've been well, promoted. I mean, if you oh, must have my time. Alone. <laughs> I can guarantee that Big W in Broadmeadows doesn't have much staff hanging around, so you can just swan on in there. I'm going to do like, some Stephen Fry books. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to lay claim to some cooking books. <laughs> Why not? Cal is Calbo Wilson on Instagram and Calbo on Twitter and on Netflix as Cal Wilson. I'm Kate at Remude on Twitter. CJ CJ the hot mess mum mainly Instagram. CJ's been doing some live reacts to the neighbour's storyline. Yep. So keep our company on stories. For about half an hour, I tried to get my son to pose in what I would call um, the neighbour's watching position. Um, <laughs> but he would would not. Um, it's like downward facing dog. Which is kind of mother in fetal position, child crawled up and crying. <laughs> no, mother crying. Oh, not, not child. Not like no, he, he's like whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. Although we watched Neighbours Live a lot this week and it was really interesting because my son doesn't watch live TV. He's only two and a half, so the idea of live TV is not really a thing to him, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So he just gets really angry when there's an ad break and says, more Neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, CJ, did you notice this week on Friday they had a targeted ad towards you? There was like an ad for yep. a Montessori childcare centre. Yeah, we stopped and I made my son say Montessori when we watched it. <laughs> it was enjoyable for both of us. <laughs> Um, yeah, the 10 Peach, they're like, well, we know at least three people watch. Yeah. <laughs> they, okay, CJ, we've got to do some targeting right at Let's them. Let's get some cat food ads. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be the exact one. Oh, for the what about a Montessori daycare for cats? Like oh. a... Oh, oh, they have to get their they own her ad. <laughs> they have to get their own <laughs> food. Montessori. <laughs> right, I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm going to go. 
I am going to go and apply for that business name. I am Vaya Pashos. We are Neighbours Pod on Twitter and f- join the Facebook Council with an amusing message and send us a message on neighbourspod.com as well. And we'll check in uh, for more Neighbours torture porn in the coming weeks. Thanks, guys. Bye. You once, twice, three times a lady. Yeah.